Recorded. Heroes, scumbags, welcome to the hashtag show. Those of you who are uh, Compass Mentors awake, switched on, alert, will realise that this is uh, one half. 50% of the hashtag, the dynamic duo, currently are flying solo. Um, we are now, oh, hold on. I mean, it's almost as if he is connected through the stars in the sky and he understands that we, we can't wait any longer. You know, we, we've been sitting here for what, well, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's now 12 minutes, 39 seconds, waiting for Mr. Malakali to connect so that we can, <clears throat> excuse me, bring you the joy and warmth that is the hashtag show. Uh, currently, we sit and we wait for Mal to figure out the technology on his side. And he's on, he's on, he's alive, he's well. It's great. I can see his wee face. Now, the big question is, and I'm sure many of the, the heroes and scumbags listen at this moment, can we hear Mal? Malorca, are you with us? <laughs> Trying to fix his... Uh, well, hello there, everyone, and welcome one and all to the hashtag show. Um, just, just as I see you bring your mic into focus, you're... Um, I don't know what you would call it. The uh, the the shaft of your microphone looks too small for the uh, for the microphone holder. Is that is that an issue you have? Is that an that's thing? a problem I have not just with microphones but with vaginas. <laughs> have you ever see? Obviously, I mean, you're different from this many. This looks too small. I the hole the hole looks too big for your remake. Um, I, think, I think it technically is. It's a rank in a mic. See, this uh, is an SM58 that I use, Scott, and without getting too technical, a standard, I do believe standard. that the holder is from an AKG 1000. You know, you'll regard and uh, remember fondly the ones that we had each when we started the show and Gary asked for his when he left. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, he came up to my house and collected it. I will never... I will never... I will never forget that as long as I... Two things, uh, uh, three things I'll never forget about Gary. Obviously, Damages, but I, was at, I was actually thinking about a big man the other day because I was in Paisley on Sunday and I'll talk about it in a minute, but I walked past the venue where I first met Gary Little and it just made me think of the big man fondly. And then as I continued my walk on, it made me think about when the duo were a trio and when Gary would approach... The podcast weekly or fortnightly, as it was by this let's just say with, a, with an aggressive step, <laughs> he would bound up your stairs to your studio with aggression. So the the aggression he brought. Second of all, the day he turned up with his fucking pipe lunch with his pieces, never offered us anything, and just sat quietly eating his sandwiches. And in then the that quickly, he broke the ice with that. Then he'd, he'd uh, often turn up with a pipe lunch. He would. No, no need to say a thing. Just eat away at it. No, and then obviously the third and final one being when the big man decided to to move on. He pastures knew he asked for his take, his third of the equipment back. <laughs> for which the best thing is we take. It's not like we'd put money in, right? We'd taken money from the the, the live shows for the, for the Patreon and the no, live we didn't, shows. We didn't even have Patreon at the time. Did it we was know? the live show money. Oh aye. God, so it was. And we bought <clears> we bought these microphones. And uh, and then when Gary left, Gary asked for his microphone because there was three microphones. And you had to give it. It was brilliant. And the best thing I is, I think it's probably just still sitting in a box in his house. Aye, because it's not, a, it's not a live microphone. It's a recording microphone. Like so, we can't. Uh, oddly enough, so I, I, whenever I go into whenever I go into a gig, I take one of the fucking cases with me. Right, one of these one of these cases. 
I just told you look important. Aye, aye. Nice. Nah, I just told you look as if you're detonating some kind of fucking bomb or you get hundreds of millions of cash in there. My inspector gadget case, right? <clears throat> so I keep. I, oh, for fuck's sake. Everyone's phone apart now. I uh, take recorder, camera, all that kind of stuff. Oh, we get shelves up. Yeah, we get shelves up, guys. We get shelves up in the studio. We're slowly building away, sorry. Um, I And I keep the. I just. I keep. Uh, I take two SM58s with me. My preferred microphone of choice for live performance. As many, what a live performer, the uh, SM58 is a go-to. Why, why I've got my, my tattoo, which is an SM58. I know it looks like a woman's vibrator, but it's actually an SM58 there. And the uh, I, I just keep the AKGs that you gave me. Right? Just in, in case. That, in that case. And I, I always remember like, a guy opened it once, a fucking money tech was looking for the SM58. And uh, this is all the old COVID thing. Remember when they're like, Use your own mic. Aye, and I was like, because he sent me this big email, right? And it was all fucking. He had like taken, obviously, like I, I imagine you all have had it as well. You know, if you do a gig for a council, <laughs> and the council just give you like copy and paste their inside council speak. So like mm-hmm. they'll get like a generic email that goes out to all council workers, like right, everyone must approach from the southern door, three steps to the left, wash, sanitize your hands and feet. So he sent me this big thing about hi Scott, here are our COVID guidelines, and then he had went like in between each line and then typed up like his own thing how it refers to him. And I'm reading this going, what the fuck is this? And this was all like how I can keep him safe as the tech, and it was things like. Um, don't spit in my face. Well, see once you're done, wipe it, wipe your cock on the. <laughs> they, they wanted you wipe your cock in the curtains and fuck off. <laughs> they wanted wipe you your take, cock in the curtains. They wanted you to take it in me like the wee, the wee afro, the wee mic afros. No, they didn't want them either. No, no pops. They wanted, and actually, as it was, do you ever have? Mate, I'm full of coffee this morning. Right? I've had fucking two double espressos. I'm wired. Do you ever get it when somebody says something to you? And you go, I mean, no worries. And then you take like four or five steps and you go, what did he just say? And like, you uh-huh. actually process. So see, as I was reading it, and then after I'd done the gig and I was speaking to him, I was like, this is a, f- he's trying to sell microphones. He's trying to punt gear. Because in it, it said, um, if there is a performance a week before you, we would be unable to provide a microphone. Because it says it takes two weeks to sanitize. I was like, How'd you sanitise an SM58? Take heat off and fucking run it under soapy water. Put it back. What are you talking about? Uh, he's just going to wipe wipes. But anyway, that, he, right, he's so, just, he just went fucking over I just, the top. I just replied many, to the email. Many folk did it at the time I, through. Now I you just replied to the email unknown. and said, I've got my own microphone. I said, I can bring my own cable. I said, I've got a 10 metre cable. It's totally fine. I says no problem yeah, at all. Code talk for 10 metre cable. And then when I got there, he's like, uh, if in the reply to the email he says I would I would suggest you test your equipment first and if it doesn't work we're able to sell you an SM58 I was like fucking oh, sure. so uh, see when I turned up to do my to do the sound check I hate doing sound checks right but he came down and he had like a talk back so he can talk to me through a headset and it comes out the speakers right and he's like um, I'd ask I'm going to ask you to do a sound check but if you cannot shout because we don't want any COVID particles. <laughs> we don't want any COVID particles. I was like, mate, we're so far past this now. Nobody cares. Like, nobody cares about COVID anymore. There, there was an article out there that the Americans apparently found a new variant. Who? Ca- nobody cares anymore. You're going to have to invent something else to scare us. We're done with it. But SM58s, best microphone ever. 
Gary took his. It's useless unless he's. When you were getting to, did he see the AKGs and go, oh, uh-huh. hello there? Well, he saw, he saw the AKG because I put my case up in the fucking tech box because that's where I set the camera up. And he says, because uh, he so held he's him a up. professional. He held him up in the wee bag and he went, uh, you couldn't use these, mate, because these are more for like recording purposes. And I went, I know, mate. My pals are DJ, tell me all about this stuff. My, 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 my pal, my pal, my pal, me three grandfathers, they're crackers. I'm sure the best bit ever as well, because sometimes I feel like saying to Gary, see if you just hung about for longer, my would have gave you stuff for free, because I ain't got the stuff you've gave me over the years. Nothing. Oh, I've got the microphones you gave me. No, I think you took them off me. How many microphones did I give you? You gave me two AKGs. <laughs> and you gave me... You me the same 58. What I did was, to be fair, to give the heroes a wee peek behind the wizard's sleeve, I pounced on Mal in his weak moment, right? I, I, I orchestrated this. I went over when he was just moving, everyone was in boxes, and I asked for stuff. Remember when you were going through the consulting? I was like, I'll take that. I love I know. You're like, you want one of these? I was like, this is brilliant. I've got nothing. I first can't geese it all. Geese it all. Going back to what you said earlier, I've, I've went like that. I, mate, and now I'm realising what I've done. Two, two so AKGs I've gave you in two the fancy AKGs. case. In oh, the fancy Jesus. case as well. Remember? You're like, oh, I'll keep this one. I was like, and I, the old reverse psychology. I was like, Ma, there's no point in you keeping it. You've got it here and you can put it in the studio. Give me the case and then that way I've got them protected. You're like, oh, all right. And you didn't want to give me the pop filter that fits the AKG. And then I ended up getting two after you. Yeah, fucking wee dick. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just wondering. I think I got an SM58 after you as well. No, you stole that and told me it's no mm. mines because mines went missing. I've and then you it. said, oh, I've always had an SM58. I have. Like yours, but it says ML on it. Two, two SM58. I know ML is on it. Uh, uh, respect and love for you. ML hey. means mutual love, brother. <laughs> um, as we speak right now, there's guys out the back door. Is this code I, talk? Setting a bit digging life. a new water pipe for me. I'm getting Again. a borehole fitted. Is this code talk? A new this. water pipe and a borehole? Yeah. No, it's no, it's not, it's no cold talk. It's following worky talk. This could be sexy uh, so, talk. So any minute the power could be done and they'll cut the fucking main power like this. I hope no. Do you think um, that if do you think that if women took the time to learn worky talk, that that would turn us on more than sexy talk? No, because it's frustrating. Are you ever like, spoke to the missus and 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 put a few worky bits in, or been talking to workies and you get on that worky one hundred and one, and then they go, "What what what did they say? What's what's going on?" And yeah, I actually feel a wee bit kind of empowered. After well, there's, there's something there's something that makes you feel manly when your missus starts and goes. I don't know what you're talking about. Aye, aye, aye. Just got, I don't know what he's talking about either, but I'm just going to go and do it. Four by twos, you know, a couple of scrans in there and uh, kind of a couple of dwangers and, uh, you know, we'll get that up, ship shape. It's like the bit in uh, Gavin and Stacey, a roll steel joist. Joist. <laughs> no? Okay. I've never watched Gavin Stacey he's, he's, me- he's measuring a fucking, he's measuring the length of the bathroom and he's like, I'm just concerned about if that's an RSJ. She's like, RSJ? Because birds don't know what an RSG is, or most of them don't know what a load bearing wall, a roll steel. Oh, a load bearing wall, right? right, right, right yeah, I'm yeah. a fucking load bearing wall, my man. I'm saying, but I think you're if fucking I, wee dwarf legs. I'm a load bearing. Do you see that wee midget? That wee midget dwarf Viking I sent you the other day. There's been a lot of stuff going on in, in the old. Uh, I've been busy, mate. I've not really been involved in the the the, the derogatory chat on the WhatsApp group. I'm slightly concerned about you on the on the hashtag WhatsApp group chat. Slightly concerned about you. I've not been. I've not had time for it. I'm. I'm just worried that you're getting 
I'm what I don't want above you, you guys. Not above. I'm becoming a mature citizen. I don't want you getting too far away from on the age gap. I'm concerned because you're starting to act like a fucking pensioner in that. There's a wee funny reel I found on Facebook. And just uh, look at that squirrel. <laughs> Your contribution to that chat is starting to be like we've we've got somebody's gran in. And you're just trying like every now and again the, the filth from Mr. Ross and then you just kinda dilute it with oh, it'll be funny, a wee micro pig that uh, fun. Look at that, the wee superhero <laughs> suit and <a> dug <laughs> <laughs> And it's running towards you. And then Ross is gear it off fucking I'm gonna murder my wings and I'm off in the caravan. Uh, I worry about oh, Ross sometimes. Then, but then I think Ross is just uh it's just trying to be the tough guy to us. Aye, so that's that, mate. He wants to just be one of the boys. No, he wants to be one of the boys. He wants to be one of the boys. Like you said, you know, I'm on Graspel, whereas really, his missus is the boss. She runs him. She controls she runs things. Aye. She's time. a rude boy. And he, that's the best. But I actually think about it, you could actually write a book about this, right? It's a great um, premise for a book, right? Oh, and just call go. the book The Ungrassable, right? <laughs> and it's basically about a young man Yep. He could be a young, talented musician or a musician. Mm-hmm. He could be just just a working 95er. Yep. Right? Man about town. Who thinks he is the man about town. Goes yep. to the casino and all that. Uh, He's got a couple of wee side hustles, doing a bit of singing in the pubs and blah, 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 blah. And he thinks he's ungraspable. Right. But it's just the biggest double bluff ever because it's yep. his wife that's ungraspable and lets him believe he's ungraspable yep. because she is ultimate ungraspable because the ungraspable <laughs> Ross slash a hero doesn't know <laughs> what she's up to not a clue amazing and also cares not a jot cares not a jot and that's, that's like they put it out there Nicola <laughs> you're a legend in my eyes <laughs> I've sussed you right out hen. I'll be giving I, you that wee wink now, you're huh? fucking, your, your numbers up hen. your cards are marked you were the ungraspable now you've got to pay Papa to keep silent. <laughs> pay Papa to keep silent. Um, uh, uh, it's been a... It's, a lot's been happening, mate. I've got a lot to talk to you about. A lot what to about, talk to you about. What about that? Um, I've been aware that the... The Burning Man Festival, and they're all oh. freaking out about that because oh. basically they're getting a taster of what every UK festival fucking is like. Oh! Have you seen some of the videos? Well... I just, it just looked like a fucking pure mud fest, right? But then I've seen a couple of mad women just going nuts on TikTok or whatever it was, or Facebook Reels, and they were saying that the government's stopping them for leaving because, now this is just for one source, so I, I, don't, I don't know how factual it is. They're saying suspected Ebola has broke out. That's all shit, man. It's just fucking nonsense. But one, the, I don't know if you saw any of the flooding in Las Vegas, the flash floods in Vegas. No, it is wild, mate. Wild man, right? So I didn't realise that. Obviously, I suppose the climate in Vegas is kind of similar to Atlanta when I was over there, and like every single day, at like midday, it rains for like twenty minutes solid, just because it's so humid, right? So they had these flash floods in Vegas, and it's mate, it's fucking unreal, man. Like streets disappeared, cars getting swept away. In actual, in actual Disneyland Las Vegas, Vegas, Las Vegas, a bit. Like Las yeah. Vegas, Nevada, like, welcome to Vegas, where the fucking Joe Pesci's bidding comes in the desert, like that, Las oh, Vegas. Check it out. So if you go on the X, formerly known as Twitter, and just type hashtag Las Vegas, you'll see the videos. There's a really good one of a guy in, like, an old vintage Bronco, right? 
and nobody wants to drive their cars through the water and then he just goes for it and the people filming it are like oh my god no and he's pure hand at the window like hitting the side of the door like yeah yeah <laughs> just driving well, through the horse. I just Holy keeps fuck, going man. just keeps going right through the water and then a bus as well bus goes for it and they're all cheering it's odd that all of the old cars were like old engines get through the water no bother at all but modern cars or kind of relatively new cars they're all fucked in the water I remember once in Paisley there's a bit where I don't know the streets man but there's there's a bit in Paisley there's a bit behind Love Street that was really bad but yeah, but it goes under the bridge but and it's that's fucking exactly what I'm talking about, mate, I knew right, that because so I've, I've drove through it a couple of times and thought holy fuck <laughs> I had a bit a, of a gambler <laughs> I had an old uh, Volkswagen Polo right the one that was shaped like you know the three wheel cars it was shaped a little bit like that kind of had like a sleek like a torpedo shape and I remember that motor mate was fucking indestructible man indestructible and I went through that once in the water and there was a guy saying to me just about to go in so I'm, I'm watching this other car come come in front of me from the other side through this bridge and I'm trying to gauge how far up the door the water goes to see like is my car going to be fully submerged here and then I thought fuck it I'm going for it first gear high revs just straight through no bother at all kept going and for another time do you remember do you know that bridge I'm talking about and I, either, I know, I know either the, side I know of it, it but either side of it is like a walk path like a cycle path because there's a bit for pedestrians uh, to go through. Well, I think, it, I think it's for football traffic now as well, isn't it? I, well, I've, I've driven my car through the, through the footpath bit. <laughs> so once it was so bad, the water, I was like, I'll get through that footpath, bumped up in the fucking wee Volkswagen Polo and drove through, put the wind, wind uh, mirrors in and drove through the footpath. Out the other end, mirrors out, boom, off the Killed a few folk in the way, but that was like in the, away. when I used to live in the south side of Glasgow as well. They, they started fucking clamping down again. Somebody for Glasgow City Council, you've got to, I do admire the councils because it, it's like all this stuff that's happening in London with Sadiq Cam with the ULED stuff, right? And everybody taking down the cameras, which I think is fucking brilliant. You've got to admire the council because even when you think there isn't any other ways to make money. They find ways to make money. So Aye. in the south side of Glasgow, the the numbers went through the roof, right? And everybody was moving to the south side of Glasgow because people couldn't afford the West End. And this is back, like, so I was maybe in my early 20s when I lived in the south side. So you're talking what, almost 20 years ago. And people were just parking the streets, right? As you do. So you're in tenement flats there's maybe two cars for each tenement or each flat so there's fucking you know there's 30 40 cars in one bit of the street try to find parking spaces and everybody would park but you would park you would kind of regulate yourself so if you came down one street and they were all parked on the left you wouldn't park on the right you, do you know what I mean uh, people would just kind of police themselves as they almost do in holland which is the best country in the world and then somebody for the council came around and went right see if we put yellow lines around every corner and halfway up the street well, will stop people from parking there. We'll say that it's a safety thing because you can't see around the corner and then what we'll do is we'll be able to lift these cars and it's £160 a time to get your car back and that'll make Glasgow City Council even more money. So they put bollards up so you couldn't park on the corners. But because everybody had just wee tiny motors, we were just reversing and parking perfectly between the fucking bollards every single time. And then they can't, they can't dent you because you're no on the road. You're no, technically you're no, Aye, the bollards are stopping you. Ah, so you're on the pavement. So they've just basically they just built parking spaces. We're using these boards. Glasgow City Council. When I'm watching the news about all this stuff in London, I'm like, this is where Glasgow City Council's getting this way. They don't give a fuck about 
air pollution. I think it's bullshit. Yes, that one lassie died in London. Yes, that's a terrible shame. But literally, if he farted in her pillow, it would have killed her. She had like the worst case of asthma that's ever known to fucking mankind. So I'm a, I've been watching the videos of the fucking the fucking Vegas. fucking Vegas man. Holy fuck! It's wild, isn't it? Aye, but you know what? Smaller nature, Mel. It's not that. It's not that much of a big deal, is it? No, I mean, it's about. I mean, no, I mean, I remember. Uh, I remember once it was like heavy, yeah, I mean, uh, and I had to put wellies on. So like, I've been there, but I mean, Mate, remember like, the I've, fucking, like I've been champion for a while. Remember the tsunamis in Japan? Fuck, we've got less than five, five fucking five years to go. So, so, so lap it up, guys. Enjoy yourselves. You're laughing at me, right? First thing I want to talk to you about is a man who I found. <laughs> right, yeah. you lead the missus you found a man and, and this is the happiest yeah. you've ever been and I look forward to the wee Facebook <clears> posts <throat> and the two of you just cuddling away together maybe with a dog the tour manager between these and you're saying I, I need to get him in the barbers need to get his taste clipped I hope uh, that he and is and then take him home for some right heavy bombing No, the dog my gay lover I hope that this man is a long lost relative of mine his name is Barry Gibson he is he's for the, the Bee Gees 54 years of age and he is from Stoke-on-Trent in England uh-huh. and which Matt, I'm going down to play on the 30th uh, Club Kinetic reunion well uh, almost so I hope out. you'll give him a shout out when you go there of course ba- Barry Gibson 54 Stoke-on-Trent and you might be thinking why is this name important let me tell you Mel there are there are certain men who you should remember through history right and, and he has got the body over men of doing great things some people would argue Winston Churchill some people may say Albert Einstein someone may say Adolf Theodore Hitler Malorkali great men who have done great things Malorkali and Barry Gibson is on that list because he Mal is the first man on planet earth to not only have a hair transplant but have a mullet transplant he is a 54-year-old bald man who is a barber from Stoke-on-Trent and he said that so many people were coming into his barber shop and asking for a mullet that he thought it was time for himself to get one. He went to Turkey, he got a hair transplant and he got a full mullet and he has gone from a bald man to now having a full ginger mullet and he is a fucking legend. Why did he choose ginger? He could have got any colour of hair he wanted. Mate, uh, that's what he wants. That's what he wanted. Is he just trying to, try to look at, for that bogan Australian outback look? I, I, sadly, I can't see it. It's all whitey out. You need to get a better angle. Right, that's him, Kutzville. Right. right. That's him, Baldy. He, right? he, like, he looks like a Star Trek character or something. No. Also, right, look at look at, look at his face, right? Let's right, let that, that focus. That's what I'm look saying. He looks like as if he's make it so, number one. He looks like one of the robots. That, oh, my God. It does look like a fucking wig butt. Mate, that's amazing. It looks like a wig butt. And look at the happiness in his face. And why like, you went into the dark? He's went for that to that. My God. I would I would have stick with a Cumberland. Come back into the lights. Come back into I, the lights. I prefer him bald. So they are. Looking I mean, slightly menacing. I, rather I than looking like a fucking a wronging. If I, if I had the money, I wouldn't have got to Turkey to get a hair transplant. I think I suit being bald. I don't know what, what hairstyle I would have if I had to... I'd lose my shit if I seen you here because I wouldn't know who you are. 
<laughs> but I've never had the. I, see, years ago, right? I don't know what it was on. I, I never watched it live. It was on some fucking like clip show talking head thing. There was a guy, I don't know his name, right? He was a model in the 80s and 90s. He's a guy, you might know him, Mal. You, you've got a penchant for right. the male models. He was a judge on some Dancing with Ice thing, right? And he's bald. And he was on like This Morning or GMB. I, physically in tears, Mal. Like actual sobbing, tears running down his face because why talking about going bald talking about him going bald and saying that he knew his career as a model was over he knew he'd never work again he thought about taking his own life he didn't understand how he was going to earn a living and I'm like what the fuck is this cunt talking about but talking like his life's over all because he was going bald and I'm going like I wonder if I wonder if it's because I went bald so young but are there actually men out there who when they start going bald panic as if my life's over you're like get a I, fucking grip man I, I think and you'd have probably experienced it certainly as a young man it must bring on a lot of stress never what, I mean you know as you get older I'm going thin everybody goes thin and you eventually get bald or have to shave it off or whatever it just so happens like the bald look is is acceptable now whereas back in the 80s it was like you're a skinhead kind of thing that's a bit I mean aye, that's how folk had the hair around the sides and they just did the fucking we fry the bald, duck we fry duck <laughs> but you know the bald thing and, and some guys yourself Mr Ross you just kind of uh, look good in that with that fucking thing or, but then again I would imagine you're a young guy and you're losing your hair you're at school or whatever what age was you when you lost all your hair 15, 16 right you can't tell me that that wasn't a, a fucking... You never get into the fucking mirror a good few times or get upset about that. No, because my hair... It wasn't like I woke up one day and I had like a full head of hair but I had a big... Started going bald. It was like my hair just started going thin. But regardless, I bet you were upset about that. I'll be honest. I'm, you no, can't I, say I, that never affected I just, you. I just shaved it. I just shaved it. So see, No, you must I, have I had started, a wee... I, honestly, mate, I didn't... But maybe it was because I was so young and like it wasn't a... Like it wasn't a th like my identity was not my hair, my locker. Maybe maybe if I was in my forties, or you know, and I started going bald, maybe it would be different if I had like forty years of hair and then suddenly it starts falling out. Maybe I, but no, it fucking fifteen, sixteen. You just shave it. Heavy duty okay, at a young age. No, but no, it wasn't. It really wasn't. Maybe maybe if I had like a fucking mental haircut, you know, big long ponytail and that. But when I see, see sometimes I see guys in the street and they've got like no hair here, but they've still got a ponytail at the back. I'm like, you're a fucking samurai, mate. Just take it off, I don't like that look. All and that it's, and it's a, thin, a thin, ropey ponytail. It's not even like a full body ponytail. Fucking whip that off, cunt. I think, um, I, I would have thought it would be mere stressful losing it as a teenager because then you're open to folk at school laughing at you and blah, blah, blah. But then again... Ah, you could just go like, ah, well, you know what? It's getting old. Fucking boom. Shave it off. Get on with it. When you're older. But if, if he's making his life, maybe he, that guy who's greeting had a big fucking quiff or something. No, I think his thing was because he, was obviously he's a gay man, he's another gay man. I think the underlying tone was, as I was listening to the interview going, this guy doesn't fancy baldies and he's not thinking he's going to get his hole anywhere. Little did they know, Mal. Poofs don't care. Aye, just rubbed that 
Jello, your head, and you can Aye. slide on anywhere. As long as your arsehole's not got a fucking hairdo, mate. That's all I care about. Aye. Uh, bleached and waxed. You know, that's my <laughs> favourite, you know. And the arsehole department. Barry Gibson, 54. Legend. I, well, I have to say, Barry Gibson, I'm not a fan of your new look. But if it, gives him, if it makes him happy, Mal, who are we standing in the way of people's happiness? You know? If you want to put on a fucking skirt, go yourself a woman, walk down the street, take a shite a bus toilet, you go right ahead. <laughs> Who am I stopping? If you want to go to Turkey, spend your hard day. How much does a hair transplant cost? I don't know. How much does a hair transplant uh, cost? I, I, a guy was up doing a bit of joinery work for me and he would just get back for Turkey. And I seen the Nicky's head man, it was all fucking scabbed and all that. It's horrific. It looked, and, and he he told me, so that's two folk that I know. A boy I used to play five a size with is the first guy that I knew that got a hair job, right? And I could see in his face the pain that he was in, right? He was just full of fucking painkillers and booze. And that was at the fives. And he was like, mate, I've never experienced anything to say in my, my life. And then see when it kind of settled out, he still looked thin on tap. It wasn't like a medical cure. No, I just, I just don't know why. But then again, why did, why do people do anything? It's vanity. If somebody gets comfort out of it, well, fair play yourself, you know. So it's saying here that a, a average hair transplant is from one thousand seven hundred fifty pound up to three thousand pounds, depending on the client and what's been asked for. No, to me, well, I would say go and spend that in steak and blowjobs and have yourself a better time than a fucking new haircut. Do you know what I mean? Don't be spending that kind of money. See if you're a bald man you're not happy. Take that three grand, go and get your bird a big pair of fake tits, that'll make you happier than having to fucking comb a barnet every morning. Right? That's what I would suggest. Good luck with that. Imagine you went for a hair transplant you woke up with like a pure booth on and a pair of fake tits and the guy's like, listen, I'm so sorry. <laughs> We thought you were somebody else. I, I, no, if you just went to get your teeth done, you woke up with a set of knockers. You know, I would have thought you went like, well, that's Brian. He's a fucking... Uh, he's getting the sack for it. That's twice he's done. We were all I'm a bit of That's fucking bad day. And then you, go, then you kind of go like that. You start getting a wee rub with it. And then you go... And well, this is for free, is it? We're on the we're on the sake, man. Right next minute of that. Here. You know what look good that, boy? Big pair of fucking 800ccs. You could at least shave my fucking chest here. <laughs> no, no, you'd want no, to keep that hairy mantis. <laughs> it looked like a fucking sheepskin rug sitting in a set of chips. Uh, you no, don't want, I, I, I you don't want, want to shave. shave. If, I, oh. if I had a boob job, I'd get the tits all no. shaved just no, no, so no. I could, without getting any hair in my mouth. No, you want big hairy. I could hairy, probably lick my nipples anew, actually. <laughs> big hairy Viking tits. That's what no, you no, 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 you don't. You want you want ones that just they've just got a glisten of uh, you know. So as if you get um, uh, goosebumps. You can see it on the boobs. Boob bumps, I like to call them. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I, do you know what? I like it. I like this is why it's good to record this early in the morning because you just open up these things. Uh, no, no, I'm I like, so much going on my head. I don't know where them. I love goosebumps on jets. That's what I love. But I mean, there you go. From a luckily. Here's the question. Oh. Uh, are you a boob man? Or are you an ass man? The hashtag show. Fuck you! 